everyone. Welcome back to Stay Positive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode because I know it's been a minute. I am, you know, I'm a, I'm a busy girl sometimes and even in quarantine, you know, I somehow don't find the time to edit my podcast or record more. And kind of the situation with me too is like when I'm interviewing people, oftentimes I'm talking to people I've never met before in person or I'm talking to people for the first time when I really haven't seen them in a while. And so I have a lot of, um, I don't know, I have a lot of anxiety over whether or not I should even do the interview. You know, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Let me just wait until my social skills have kind of like returned to a natural state instead of me being this like weird hermit who's lived inside of the same room for a very, very long time and really has only ever talked to people through work. Which, hey, I get that every day. I do get a little FaceTime with with people that I work with in the writer's room every day. I get to crack jokes there. I get to have fun, light banter. So, you know, I'm not a total weirdo. Or am I? <laughs> You'll never know. Anyway, I am. I know I am. But I did have an episode that I recorded a while back with a lovely guest who I also, I, I haven't, I don't think I'd ever met him in person except for over, I think we, I went on his Instagram live show. And then I interviewed him for this podcast. So it's a very digital friendship. So a little bit about our guest. He is a poet, actor. We talk a lot about kind of working in entertainment, which I know can get a little in the weeds, but I always try to bring it to the general. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, I work in entertainment, but I am new. So I know that it's not, you know, I'm still new to all the things anyway. So I try to come from that perspective. Also, he is the co-host of the Joe and Joshua show, which is on Instagram live. I did an interview or an episode with them because of Joshua, who was a past guest, right? We remember Joshua Silverstein. Great. Meghan Markle's first kiss. Um, he, <laughs> so they're buddies and creative buddies and they do a lot of work together. And perhaps one of my favorite credits of this guy is that he was in Gilmore Girls. And I totally uh, saw the episode that he was in because it's in the reboot on Netflix and uh, before I knew him. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. That guy's like so talented. But I didn't realize that it's um somebody I might bring on Stay Positive someday. So, but he has a lot of great things to say. And I really think it's a good time to release this uh, episode. So I'm doing it. Please enjoy this episode with Joe Hernandez-Kolsky. I've really never interviewed, I think, a poet before, and I'm always floored by poets and poetry because it's something that I definitely don't delve in, but I love that you are both a comedian and a poet because then I can kind of relate a little bit as a comedian, but it's completely, I mean, it's a, it's a really fascinating art form, and uh, yeah, so... It's I don't know different. what you want to start talking about. I mean, it's but. different. I mean, I when I uh -huh. for me, it has all been about self-expression, and it's all been about just creating new avenues and, and new ways to figure out what I'm trying to say. Stand-up is easily more challenging than poetry. All my poets will tell me. I don't know I'm, about that. They'll tell me I'm full of shit, but I'm not. Um, mm. uh, let me think about this for a second. Uh, a good good comedy, I think, is harder. Than good poetry, I think. I think bad comedy definitely is not better than good poetry. So, like, so I came. I came out of the poet. I came out of the poetry scene, and then moved into stand up. Uh, yeah. So, 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 so started out. I grew up as an actor in Chicago. I started doing professional theater when I was like eleven years old. Uh, I I was fortunate enough to work with a lot of like 
just a lot of wonderful artists in Chicago from a very early age and moved out to LA as an actor. And as I delved into LA theater, I really was yearning for a way to get my own voice out and poetry. The poetry scene called to me. I come from a very diverse background. My high school was Whitney Young, which is the same high school as Michelle Obama. And that's that's where I came from. Oh, wow. And that's where I always felt the most comfortable. I went to Princeton University. And when I went there, immediately gravitated to the African-American community, more so than the Mexican-American community. I, I never felt comfortable there. I bought into the stereotypes that you're only truly Mexicano if you're a certain shade of brown, speak Spanish perfectly, and know the lyrics to every ranchera, every ranchera ever sung. And that wasn't me. And so, but the black community was what, you know, it took me time. I was insecure about that, but that's where I wanted to be. And so then when I moved to LA, I found myself in theater and then I and then I was like but I need I need what I need what keeps my soul uh, fueled and the poetry community really spoke to that it had mm. it had the social consciousness it was mostly you know it was predominantly people of color and it had hip hop it had all of these pieces to it and I could be funny and separate mm. myself so like in the poetry scene you your the priority is you have to be about something like what you have to be saying you, it has to you have to be about something if you can be funny that's the added bonus i feel in the stand up community you have to be a you have to be funny mm -hmm. but if you say something of great substance that's the bonus like people can sure. get away with saying being stupid and, and, <laughs> yeah, definitely. and but if they're but if they're making you laugh it works right. so that's kind of the baseline totally yeah so i i got into poetry and and i was like you know and i was feeling myself i was because i was i was separating myself from the rest of the group i would you know because it would be so serious all night and then i would come up and bust my poem no disclaimers mm -hmm. which is a two minute diet it's just a it's just a, it's two minutes worth of disclaimers and okay, uh, yeah i think i saw that on uh your on def jam on, yeah on, or Deaf poetry. Yeah. yeah. And so, Very cool. you know, that to me, I still love that. I still, that's still a fond memory of mine because I get up there and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, I, I didn't get a chance to pair this yet. I'm going <laughs> to try and pull something different off. All right, let me just jump into this. Okay. I'm not quite sure if it really works. And, <laughs> and people start losing their fucking minds. And that's, and that's just what I love. And oh, yeah. That's great. I mean, yeah, watching that, I, I felt like, you know, it has so much in relation to comedy so i can see how you also found your way to stand up because essentially it's it's very similar but i but also what you're saying about the sort of reverse of like what's the given and what's the bonus is yeah. so true and and i think you know in that way you're kind of ahead of the curve because i feel like more and more comedy is becoming about what you're saying just because of the world <laughs> but yeah. you know in that sense you're you're very you know, you were already there when uh, most people were just, we were just kind of hanging around. And <laughs> I mean, doing there's that. something to be said for like, I cut my teeth yeah. in poetry and mm -hmm. that, so I did a lot of the growing pains there. And, totally. and, but then I did find myself, I was doing a lot of college shows after the HBO Deaf Poetry appearances and mm -hmm. I could just do poems. And that to me was 
boring. I I was enjoying the 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 give and take with my audience that was happening in between the pieces. But the pieces were mm-hmm. just, you know, three to seven minutes long. And once you're in it, you're in it. And so right. I was like, I need to find a, I, I you just stand up. It always spoken to me. And it's, it's, it is, in my opinion, the harder of the art forms. And it's, I, I've never really dove into improv because improv was, I did, well, that I take that back. I dove in. I did the whole second. <laughs> I did the whole second city conservatory. All, oh, okay, yeah, all, all yeah. five levels, but it, I hated it. I really yeah, did. Yeah, it's a dive. <laughs> sure. And so, that's, I mean, I don't do that. That seems very yeah. difficult. But I mean, going through that, I'm sure, you know, what they tend to say, I guess, right, is like the skill does lend itself well to all other forms of performance. So, I'm sure that it was not all for nothing. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I'd like to think that I gained some tools from it. But stand-up <laughs> yeah, still yeah. is is my favorite. It, it It's the most compact, and it's the one that really sure. forces you to peel back the onion. You can, you can mm. with a poem, you can, I feel it, I don't want to say it's surface, but I think the more challenging aspect of poetry versus stand-up is, at least, is the substance of it versus, you know, if you have the courage to, to dive into certain substantive levels but as far as crafting jesus stand-up is a challenge like good stand-up crafting crafting and cutting and cleaning and word choice and compactness that i just i love it and and miss it i i haven't been doing stand-up for a while because of joshua he and i he and i do so much work together that that really takes up a majority of my time sure yeah 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 i mean yeah and especially you know, nobody can do it now. So, <laughs> so maybe that was the way to go. Well, I think you can. Yeah, I think I people mean, are doing. Sure, sure. I got zooming Zoom shows. Yeah, that works fine. Um, you're not. You're you not know, going to get an audience reaction. But. <laughs> right, right. Who needs that? Right. I just, <laughs> just talking into the camera. Why not? Um, but that. I mean, that is pretty. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you really followed in the footsteps of uh, Michelle Obama, I guess, because right? Princeton right as well, up. right? So that's great. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Michelle oh, Obama I'm pipeline. I'm waiting. I'm I'm waiting for the moment when I get to meet Good. them. I'm gonna yeah, meet yeah. them. I'm gonna meet them at some point, and I'm just gonna be I like, you guys. Okay, hold up. Time Same up. thing. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So you, sir. <laughs> You and I share the same birthday, so yeah. Oh, that's and a hidden fact. you, ma'am, you and I went to Whitney Young. Whitney Young, yeah. You and I <laughs> went to Princeton. I know, right? And you and I both minored in African-American studies and went through the entire certificate program. So when oh, wow. is the adoption starting? Let's do this. That's hmm. great. I can tell you've rehearsed. It's, I haven't. That's the first time I've actually done that. I, I okay, feel, well, I, I mean, like, I like that as this a bit is the rehearsal. Now. I'm gonna work that as this a bit it. now. But like, yeah, I do. I like. I want. I. I want them to be my best friends. I think. Yeah, I, I believe it'll happen. I, I think mean, everybody you know. does. I think everybody. Sure. Does. Unfortunately, they're they're if, in high If you can see, moment, if you can see right where my shoulder is, you have you have more connections than most. Uh, if you yeah. can see right there, that book right there, right off my shoulder, that, oh. that is becoming. That's right. Ah, it's right there. Nice. I'm in the middle of reading little, it right uh, now. Yeah, a little product placement, you know, put Shout out those out good to vibes. My girl. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, <laughs> good uh, object work. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, that's 
So that's very cool. But regardless, I mean, I guess what you're saying, because we kind of talked a little bit what about do you mean, this but on regardless? Joe and Joshua. You said but as, as if it's never going to happen. Oh, I mean, yes. I, I didn't mean to you were like, dash your dreams. That's great, but. Well, regard, regardless of, you know, the future, we can talk about it now. And regardless then, you know, of whether or not that's we don't have really to, we don't. We can still talk about it regardless of what the future holds, you know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but with specifically what you're saying about, you know, not feeling like you weren't um, fitting into totally. your Mexican American heritage and then, you know, finding your tribe with the uh, black students and folks at Princeton and high school. I mean, I, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit on Joe and Joshua show. Yeah, but let's but, get um, into it more. But, you know, that's shiny. that's a really <laughs> good. Just a little uh, get, get a clean slate for I'm this all, fun all. new topic. All right. Go. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's a super relatable thing that like everyone goes through in different ways. And like the funny thing, cause you were saying like, okay, maybe appearance wise and knowing the lyrics and certain things like that, like on the flip side, I'm like very appearing to be Asian visually. So I didn't have trouble with that. And I think sure. that's like in and of itself, like I kind of got to, you know, find my way into groups. But at the same time, I don't think, I think like culturally, because I was fourth generation, there's just a lot of like, oh yeah, I guess, guess i don't i guess i'll laugh along because i don't know what you're talking about but haha you know like whether that's lyrics or like a certain thing that parents did or something like that so yeah so i don't know what what sort of um so wait so what is your your specific background chinese is oh yeah i'm half chinese half japanese oh, okay so but even more I was, you got even yeah, more I mean, more just, Asian <laughs> cultures to represent, not just one. Sure, yeah, yeah, that's true. And then I specifically went to a high school that was like primarily Korean American, I would say, like white and Korean American. Um, so even within the, you know, smaller Asian American population, it was like I wasn't quite the the specific country of origin, right? Um, so anyway, it was just kind of funny. But uh, again, visually, it's sort of like, well, I can yeah. kind of, I can be here, but also I guess I don't really you know speak the same language sure. or have the same exact experience right so there's all i know um, how to say I yeah. for your to your korean friends i can say oh, yeah. to your japanese yeah, side yeah. i can say konnichiwa and to your chinese mm-hmm. side i can say Hajin da jilai dao sierra Katosho. <laughs> <laughs> what is that <laughs> <laughs> i think that's how you say it right Hajin da jilai dao sierra what, what does that mean it means just like <laughs> Welcome to the Sierra Katosha. Oh, okay. That's great. I, I don't that's yeah, all that's I know. That's not how to my go to. That's to, more than I know. I've had to host events and learn, oh, how, really? learn wow. how to say different just welcome phrases. Sure. So I can say welcome okay, yeah, many yeah, different many, 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 many languages. <laughs> um, that's great. Yeah, it's a that seems like So a wait now, where did you know. grow up? Was it so I mean, I just grew up um yeah, in LA, uh, okay. outside of LA, but um you know, my family's been in Southern California for a long time, so we're very this is like our homeland, right? So we kind of don't have like much having been here for four generations. So I think it's always confusing cuz it's not a huge population that has what, that background. What was your <laughs> first experience of oh shit, I do not fit into this? And then did you have an experience where you were like, oh, it's not my job to fit into this? Did you have those experiences? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I did. Let me see if I can think of a specific time, though. I mean, I think the funny thing is, you know, um, I probably had 
more probably like high school in general too was probably even the the number of Asian Americans in our community grew so I could kind of know okay there is like a there are races here you know what I mean like I think as a a kid you kind of know but it's like not that important which is great you know if if you can go through childhood not really knowing right um and so kind of maybe in high school is a little bit like okay yeah I know that I am Asian and yet I don't really fit into that the you know most of my Korean American friends because they're parents are you know immigrants so maybe they don't necessarily you know maybe they know each other those parents know each other and feel more comfortable with each other understandably and my parents probably aren't gonna be able to necessarily be best buds with their parents that's fine who you know that's that's not an issue necessarily but maybe that's the first time because within the friend group I think it's like it's fine I mean yes certain things I don't get and feel a little bit outsider but you know, I also had the benefit of being more Americanized in many ways. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, you know, I think and, that, and you mean like I felt like completely outsider, if that makes sense. Putting Americanized in massive quotation marks too. Americanized. Exactly. Americanized, right? Like we were completely, I think like especially tracing back when we revisit this within, well, I mean, especially like, okay, being an outsider while still having assimilated to the majority culture is very different than being an outsider and having you know completely no relation to 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 the mainstream or whatever the majority uh culture so i kind of you know i i I walk on eggshells in the sense of i can't be like oh man i was so in between and it was really tough it's like you know i had the benefit of also being able to be like well you know i can my parents can like i don't have to translate the mail you know i don't have to have a sort certain cultural barrier with them in the same way, maybe. Um, so that was a privilege. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like kind of because we're flipped in that way in the sense that you felt like maybe you, uh, maybe, okay, so because I could kind of like sneak in in the sense that they, they knew I was Asian from sure. the way I looked and maybe you didn't have that sort of. Yeah, um, no, I have, I have, I have, have, I have white privilege. You know, I, it gives me it gives me different different access, but and uh, and it's that's why I don't think it's a coincidence that you know I go and perform at colleges and it's very often the whitest looking Latinos who are in charge of the student unions because we're we're the ones who are trying to prove ourselves. So mm-hmm. you know we we want to you know it's it's very important to me now. Um, it, uh, growing up, I was so insecure about being Mexican American because to me, I, like I said, I bought into the stereotypes that like these were negative things. And that was something that is just taught in our culture. It's just a part of it. Uh, the, you know, seeing it's still to this day, I still do readings and scripts and auditions and I'm, it's still gardeners and gangbangers. It's still those mm-hmm. two fucking things. Am I allowed to curse, right. by the way? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> still fucking gardeners and gangbangers. Gang fucking gardeners nice. and gangbangers. There um, we go. I need to turn <laughs> That'll be the, that uh, the little song. I got to make a song. That we use to intro. That'll be the, that's, that'll yeah. be the new, <laughs> new Joe Hernandez Kolsky theme song. Theme song. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, it, it's still that. And. Uh, sure. But yeah, it was in college my sophomore year when we had this big thing called pachanga. And it was this big 
uh, a conference of all the Latinos from all of the schools on the mm. East Coast, like all the Ivy Leagues and all the sister schools. And I got to meet others who were like me, who were like from Michigan, who were, you know, worse Spanish than me. And I was like, oh, it's not my job to play your fucking role. Like, it's mm-hmm. my job to be who I am. And it's my job, and well, it's not my job, but it's my choice, to to embrace it and carry it. You know, I've had people tell me for years, change your name. You're not going to get work as Joe Hernandez Kolsky. You got you should be Joe, Joe Edwin, which is my middle name. Like, one person suggested I be oh. Joseph Edwin. And um, I just found out recently the guy who is in Psych, the guy who's the oh, lead in yeah. Psych, did you mm-hmm. see that recently? He I, he came out. Oh, um, okay, yeah, because I did see his name, and I was like, I don't know if that was the name that I knew him as. Yeah, but he, I didn't he, think about. He embraced yeah, his his uh-huh. true his written his true his original name, and I'm. Like, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that's cool. There's a part of me like, yeah, motherfucker, you got where you are now. Oh, and now you're gonna. <laughs> Like, sure that I've seen that I've seen people do that as well. Um, um, but, but yeah, you're right. It was I think it was James Roday, and then it's actually James Ray Rodriguez. So did he like combine something it like before that. or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I was a big psych fan. Yeah, exciting. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm you know, <laughs> get to it whenever you get to it. Good for mm-hmm. you, you know. So, but um, yeah, and I've had people then encourage me to change it to Joe that's Hernandez, and I'm like, but mm-hmm. that's not me. That's my grandpa, my uncle, and my cousin. And that's, it's also another actor. Oh. There's another actor who goes by that. Got it. And in the end. Right. You'd have to add a, get that little parentheses. I am not about to be Joe Hernandez no. too. Yeah. Mm-mm. Get out of there. Fuck Don't that. do it. Don't do it. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm a big fan of a dash name. I feel like it, I feel like we should do it more often. You know, I feel, I feel like the first well, time that... I did see a lot of dash names was in college. Um, maybe because, you know, you're just meeting more people yeah. and from different places and everything. But, uh. But it is kind of fun because it does, especially I think names where you can tell it's two different cultures. It does really like encompass a way. Like I was always fascinated seeing, you know, uh, well, <laughs> the uh, you know the the ti- the tiger the battle hymn of the tiger mother, which is like Amy Chua, and it was like a um, it was a best selling book sure. kind of around the time right before I went to college. That's and, the one that established um, the tiger mom image, correct? Right. Yeah, it was very like controversial, of course, but. Her daughters went go by Chua Dash Rubenfeld, and I was like, oh, I think that's maybe one of the first times I've seen an Asian name and an you know Jewish and name? a Dash in yeah. general. But yeah, just like you know, most of the time maybe you see like two European last names. I don't sure. know. Um, but but yeah, and I think it's kind of like uh, an interesting thing. And I've I've seen even somebody, one friend who's half Korean, half Filipino, decided to change his name to both his Korean and Filipino last name because I think before it was maybe. One or the other, I'm not positive, but yeah. yeah so it was kind of like, I, mean, oh, yeah, to, I guess you know, yeah. it's a good representation. Not to mention, it's a massive are. part of the patriarchal society. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, not only is it about respecting and recognizing the my Latino background, it's really about recognizing my mom as well. It's like you know, yeah. whoever agreed to like. <laughs> push it out babe push it out oh great great i'm gonna give him my name now like what the sure th- yeah sounds like, very come on <laughs> i just fucking went through many things 24 <laughs> hours of labor and now we give right, him your right. name nah. <laughs> huh yeah yeah it's a it's definitely a metaphor for many things um <laughs> 
but but yeah no that is that's true and so have you you've always had your dash name it wasn't it yeah and it's taken me years to uh really i mean i still grapple well i mean i guess i still sort of grapple with it but like i mean this is it at this point but yeah i mean i just yeah uh it took me years my the first time i started using it i was 12 my mom put it on my headshots as a child actor and i literally said to my agent in front of my mom why did you do that oh no i mean not said to my mom in front of my agent why did you do that mom now i'm not going to get any work Oh, right. So you do at 12. You, you Yeah, oh, I was so insecure about it. And so the, my mom did the smart thing. She sent me to Mexico City for the summer and I lived mm. with my relatives down there. And that was like a major first major landmark turning point for me because I, be, yeah, yeah. I began to appreciate my culture in a, in a different way. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, it's a big deal. I mean, also, you know, living away quite young and then it was a deliberate yeah, I guess move to <laughs> to learn more. That's exciting. Yeah, and I came um, back I mean, and I came yeah. back on my thirteenth birthday. So like mm. I went through. I seriously, literally experienced uh, uh, um, puberty in Mexico. Good. Uh-huh. So I came <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. I came back three inches taller with facial hair, and my voice had changed. So to me, right, yeah, so to yeah. me, it became to symbolize manhood. To me, it was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, you went through it. You, something in the water there you're, yeah. you're able to to go i called <laughs> every girl i knew as soon as i got back i called every single girl i was like hey it's joe kolsky joe hernandez Kolsky." oh wow yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> right you have to update them the name and the the life updates so oh totally it's important um and but more I mean, about I, you uh, i'm doing all the talking see no that. this is about you we already did we already did me um more i wanted to talk okay well, yeah, I mean, that's that's great. I, I respect, uh, I already have a lot of respect for your mom, and I watched your incredible, uh, I guess, Soul Pancake oh, yeah. video, right? Such a great, I mean, what a tribute to your mom, and she sounded amazing. And then also just the underlying theme of, you know, and for those listening, go watch uh, Joe on Soul Pancake. A quick, a quick goog. Um, but yeah, if you're you know, getting emotional, sort of that theme of getting emotional, it's not a bad thing. But yeah, we do really stigmatize it. And I think it's so I mean, that resonated with so many people in the comments, not that YouTube comments are always the final say, but clearly, it was a meaningful message coming from a guy, right, which Mm. is a whole nother thing talk about, you know, masculinity and stuff. And, and I thought it was like a really powerful thing and such a great thing. Because my podcast, you know, is all about uh, talking about that stuff. I think it's very important. So What's yeah, your well, relate? Tell me about you and your that. mom. How do you guys get along? Like where? Oh, where well, is she? Yeah. Is she the stereotype of that, or is she not? Oh no, I guess not. You know, and she um, is very. You know, so she's third generation, and I think has is a little bit old on the older side, maybe for you know the just generational gap, and um, I think as a result, you know. She's always been very supportive, but also, you know, I think sometimes I'll talk to her and she'll kind of like, I can tell she, you know, her generation, maybe it was like, okay, maybe not as ambitious about certain things. And so she'll like still feel 
sometimes maybe down about that, you know, mm -hmm. and I think she's a very, very brilliant and capable person. And I would be, you know, I'm very proud of like what she's accomplished in her life. But I think sometimes, you know, she's probably like, oh, yeah, maybe do this or do that. And so some certain things are still gender roles for her, while other things I think she is trying to push me in a way that is like, you know, positive, not like not like a tiger mother stereotype, mm -hmm. even though who knows, maybe they're coming from a place similar right but um but yeah and uh she's a dental hygienist and she is uh she draws cartoons sometimes now too which is very exciting because her dad was a cartoonist so getting into her artistic life oh that's life, so awesome very exciting <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah it's great so um yeah i think it's you know i'm thankful for her and i think you know like you said it's it's so helpful to have somebody who does put wind in your sails and, and does, you know, champion you because I don't know how else. it's sometimes. Yeah. I don't know how people do it. Who, who did, who did not have that, you know, who, or right. who don't have that, you know, totally. God yeah, love I the, mean, that is important. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's why we run our open mic for high school kids. I think it's critical to offer that support oh, to yeah. kids. So, for 18 years now if any of you have yeah, high yeah. school Talk kids more about that go uh -huh. if any of you have uh, high school kids look us up downbeat 720 because it originally we said it would start at seven but my original partner was a drummer and she's like we'll start at seven but the downbeat will hit at 720 meaning that's when we would really get oh. things going and I was like, well, let's just call it Downbeat 720. It's a great name. And then people will know when it starts. The problem is over the years, yeah. Downbeat 720 becomes Downbeat 730, Downbeat 735. <laughs> Naturally. So, so, yeah. But we've it's been doing it for 18 years, uh, creating oh, a wow. safe, safe and supportive space for high school kids to express themselves. And it, it definitely was born out of my own desire to affirm kids in ways that I was affirmed so because I know that a lot of people don't have those safe and supportive spaces to to create so we thought we'd build one for them yeah that's awesome I mean um yeah what sort of I guess why an open mic specifically because it's versus what like versus uh or just one. what was your did you have a moment where you're like, you know, what would have been nice in high school is like going to an open mic or one that is crafted a certain way or, um, yeah. Cause I think, it, I think it was, I, I think I, it, I think it was just born out of the specific, the fact that I was going to open mics mm -hmm. at that same time. And it's probably the easiest way to work with kids versus like, you know, there are all sorts of wonderful arts programs where you know the kids do workshops and then they you know write a piece and then they you know do a performance i mean yeah open mic is like come as you are yeah. you know just you know just get up there so and we've been able to have some wonderful stuff come out of those moments yeah that's great yeah because i think you know it, there's something about it that feels very much like what you're saying like throw yourself up there instead of sort of the the daunting task of oh everybody prepares for a while and then you like present this polished piece or whatnot but yeah um, yeah how has how has it been for you how has it been adjusting to the old quarantine life 
It's been okay. I mean, for me, it's just another Wednesday, you know. And of course, I don't think is today Wednesday. I don't even know. Oh, it is Wednesday. I was right. It is. I was right. right. Good I job. usually you're doing great. Sounds like. Um, to me, it's just another Wednesday. I well, here I'll show you this. This is crazy. Can I share? I don't think I can. No, that's fine. I'll just put oh, it up here. Uh, no, it's think? actually just easier. So I shot a shot a PSA, hmm. and because of the craziness of the pandemic um they took over my living room so it's it's insane oh, you have so, a full set going on i did so it's over now but they took over my oh, wow yeah they took over my living room and i had to like <laughs> put my car couch into two parts and flip it on itself and we had to put oh, up these blacks shit. everywhere and then had this massive camera that's it, great um, I mean, who knew, you know, it's, it's, it's desperate times. I mean, it was, it, you know, I'm glad <laughs> to have like the work, um, yeah. but it was, it was challenging. Like to, cause, cause they set it up on Saturday and then I didn't shoot until Tuesday. So imagine, uh, imagine just your living room, just gone. Just like, sure. um, and just Having being sidestep an entire. Oh, it was awful. And being, re and being replaced <laughs> by just a big dark hole. Cause that's what sure. it is. Um, it's got to be, you know, somebody's got to do it in their living room, I guess. Why yeah. not put it in the... And then they the all zoomed. Mm -hmm. Then they all zoomed and watched me oh, and adjusted wow. me by Zoom. So incredible. Did you have to set all that up then yourself? Or did they have someone come by and help you? I set it up on my own per... Oh, wow. Per... Yes. Yes, got I it, set it, it up yes. on my own. All no, no employees were in my <laughs> right, right. apartment. Safety precautions per were taken. COVID regulations. So low. I set it up right. all myself. Not the Impressive not stuff. not the two gentlemen who were there to be outside, just in case right. I had any trouble. In no way did I immediately go downstairs at nine a.m. on Saturday and say, <laughs> "Look, guys." <laughs> whatever's the most efficient way to get this done because i have no idea how to do any of this i am not a professional gaffer i am not a professional videographer right. none of that none of that happened no i set it up all on my own good 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 to know <laughs> glad glad you know glad you have <laughs> all these skills in your back pocket you know oh um, my god it was insane it was insane they really thought we would be able to do that i don't know anyway so, yeah, I imagine. I mean, yeah, I guess we're all kind of just trying to get by and put on a lot of hats if we need to. Um, we are. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a hairstylist now. I'm a professional Oh, nice. Hairstylist. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's not bad. I got to I got to actually touch it up now, which I now actually know how to do. I've you I've learned it. how to do this. Now. You, you this is how you do it. You have to like go through it and then you feel oh wherever there's not even and then you just oh you just interesting trim it. yeah yeah just, that makes you sense you just keep going through in it so that's not that's, bad yeah i i don't i don't pity the uh the short hair <laughs> treachery of uh you know yeah. trimming like i haven't cut my hair since it began but it's not necessary oh yeah you it can just, just let yours down. go yeah it just keeps going down to the floor we're fine um <laughs> but oh okay wait speaking of your set life I do have to, as a big Gilmore Girls fan, I have to say, <laughs> big fan, um, what, you know, 
obviously a, a really exciting episode. And when I, I rewatched it so I could see your part, and um, this is the year in the life, meaning the Netflix reboot of Gilmore Girls for fans out there. I don't know. Do you know what the fans are called? I don't know. Gil, Gil I fans. Know. I know the Gilmore, Gilmore Boys. Gilmore Oh right, Gilmore, like the podcast. Is that the yeah, one? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sounds like fun. I haven't listened to it, but you know, I love I love reliving the glory Gilmore days um but anyway yeah i mean that that particular episode was obviously a musical and you came in and did your like because uh, <laughs> it was My like kind of hamilton nod right so it well, was like a yeah. rap and and it was written for lin-manuel miranda and now hamilton is on disney plus so it's all relevant again <laughs> but what it's was that experience like that's around. that's really uh quite a i mean it was i actually really yes well, I enjoy it for, yeah, for a couple reasons. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's cool that they couldn't get Lin-Manuel Miranda, so they asked me. So that's always cool. Yeah, and yeah I do, not a I bad do, place to be in. I do appreciate, there's a couple things that I enjoy enjoyed about that process. So one, the fact that the casting director was familiar with my work. Uh, shout out to Jamie Radofsky. She's awesome. She's one of the nice. best. And definitely... If you're looking for a studio, she's a partner in the Village Acting Studio, which opened, I think, about a year ago. And it's really excellent, excellent acting and teaching. So, but um, she kept keeping me in her back pocket. Like, I, I was aware, I was, like, vaguely aware that this might be coming down the pipe. So, Sweet. because, at like, a lot of actors... Um, I, I knew she was casting it and I hadn't heard from her and my friends were going in and had gotten cast and I was like, mm. man, why hasn't she, she called me for any of these? And, and I'm like, just be patient and have faith that she knows what she's doing. This is, you have to trust it. Sure. And too often actors can be like, why am I, why are they calling me anymore? So, <laughs> um, so she finally, and what I love about this is it was on a day that, it was a crappy day. It was a it was a mm. self-hating, self-loathing, woe is me day. Mm. It was one of those on the couch, not getting anything done type of days. And too often I feel like the person who's like, you, you always hear the story of the person who's like, I don't know, they just didn't call me and then I was just doing it. And then and you're like, F you. Like, <laughs> That does that never happens to me. You know, I was just in a restaurant. They're like, "Do you want to be an actor?" And I was like, "Sure." Now I'm in James Cameron's right, movie. Right, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, it's always be, be casual. But it happened. I was <laughs> woe is me, and uh, it was like probably around four or five in the afternoon, and I got I think I got an email, and Jamie was like, "Hey, this is going to happen really fast. They really still want." Lin-Manuel Miranda but I really just I don't think we're going to be able to pull that one off so be ready and nice. the, and, and she was like here's the here's the track hmm. and I took it on myself I just walked I, I, I sat down pulled my computer like immediately it was like it was one of those it was one of those things where you're you're on the TV you're on TV and you got your, your phone in the one hand and you're sort of watching TV and you're sort of on your phone and you're watching TV and you're sort of on your phone and oh okay I got this email oh okay all right let's do it and you know got up headphones on uh, busted out a click track and and recorded it and sent it to him 
and she didn't I don't think she asked me in that moment but I like I wanted it ready mm. for her in case they did make the call or whatever and oh, like good. Pr- probably 20 minutes later I got an email you got it we're doing it and I was like wow. that let's do it and Great. so and uh and she was like yeah like it was just a really exciting thing and i i probably wasn't as excited as she wanted me to be because i was like all right cool you know and to me it's always like i'm right you don't want to yeah well and i'm just like let's do the work like i I don't i'm not like oh my god thank you so much oh my god i'm so excited i just because i'm like right you know know, head in the game i think and she was like you got you're gonna be on stage with Christian Borle and Sutton Foster, and I was like, "That's right. that's freaking awesome!" And so, it was a it was a fun part. Um, if you're really into the deepness, you can go. I think I have a link on my website. You can see all my behind the scenes shots. Oh and, yeah, uh, I did click on that. So yeah, yeah, I I've, I've gone some, that deep. <laughs> There's some cool photos in there. Yeah, I'm so happy you got them. Because sometimes, you know, you could probably be so caught up that you don't have time. And then it's like, oh, well, that day's gone. So what are you going to do, yeah. right? So that's and great. And I love that, mm-hmm. that Sutton, they, they were no longer together at this point because they were like a couple in real oh, life. Oh, okay, yeah. And they were no longer a couple. <laughs> and Sutton is just charming as fuck. And she said randomly backstage, she was like, so she's like, we were just like standing there or whatever. She's like, so this is what I figured out for my character is that my character has a crush on Joe's character. And I was like, okay. Me, Joe? And then then I wanted to be like, wait, wait, wait. Are we, is this, is this fictional? What is this? Are we (laughs) talking? Are you trying to tell me something? Um, but we had a, it was a good time and it was one day of work and um, I came in and was was ready. You know, I was, yeah. I, I, you, as a stand-up, you know, you know what it's like when, when you feel the energy in the room shift like that. Mm. And, mm. It, and what a wonderful feeling it is when you know you've got your audience and they're boom. And so I was being very quiet and waiting for a moment and then they were like, all right, Joe, let's let's rehearse your part and uh and they had to give me the little earbuds so i could hear the track mm. and and then i busted out my rap and they were like oh smack and i was like you know and it was fun but my favorite story is it it's about it's about taking pride in what you do and and always knowing that it it may lead somewhere and you have to trust that feeling so I got cast and I took a little selfie in front of the Gilmore Girls casting sign and and was like, oh my God. And and I and I thought about whether or not I wanted to post the photo. Mm. And I was because I, I you always get nervous about self publicity and over over bragging or blah, blah, blah. and also <laughs> very real reasons, you don't know if you're gonna get cut. Sure, sure. You know, you yeah. never know. And jinx so, I, and yeah, you don't want to jinx it. And I was like, you know what? I don't think this part's getting cut. Um, and I need to be, I want to show people I'm working and I'm excited. And it's a cute little photo of me by the Gilmore Girls casting thing. And I sat in my car after taking the photo, after visiting the office for some paperwork or something. And I sat there and I was like, should I? I'm like, yeah, like it doesn't come. Ac-. And in the end, you, you, you can't control how people respond to something all you can do is control 
all you can do is trust your impulse. You can't control how it's received. That's not sure. it's not my job to well people might think, you know, you don't fucking know what people are gonna think. Mm-hmm. And so I post the photo and my buddy Jason Picar, another comedian, mm-hmm. uh, and also a, a hip hop comedy dude, um, he immediately responds. He's like, Oh my god, I'm a huge fan of the show. Man, is there any way can I get on the show? I'd do anything. Da 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 and I'm like, Man, send me your pick and res and I'll I'll forward it along. I don't know. Cool. And Jamie goes, Oh my god, I actually have this part I have to fill tomorrow. And so she brings him in the next freaking day. He books the part. Oh my gosh. He, he he plays the guy who is sitting in line waiting for the store to open. There's like a it's like oh. a big there's mm-hmm. like there, there's like this yeah. it's a commentary on influencers and people standing in line waiting in oh, line right, overnight right, for right. stuff. Oh, okay. And he's, yeah. he's got the big beard and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I go to all the openings." So he gets cast. Great. And and I'm like, "All right, bet. If all I right. hadn't yeah, posted that, yes. you're welcome." Yeah, I mean, that was more <laughs> more of a benefit for him than than anything, <laughs> so, but yeah, so, totally. Uh-huh. And then he's on set He's on, I don't remember how it happens, but he goes, he says, um, he says to Jamie, man, I'd love to bring my girlfriend on set. She would love to be here. She's the one who got me into Gilmore Girls. And then somehow it gets all coordinated through Jamie again. Jamie's amazing. He brings her on set and brings her to the gazebo and proposes to her in the Gilmore Girls gazebo. Oh, wow, because she's a fan, too. They're like Gilmore that Girls couple. <laughs> All because of wow, my selfie. Wow, you, yeah, you own, I think, their child. I think what if they I have think I, they're, oh, they do, wait, child. they just had a kid. Oh, why wow. Why is it not I named mean, Joe? Look, yeah, Jesus, Hold on, I got to message him. Yeah, why, is some, my, why is your child's name not Somebody Joe? needs to... <laughs> <laughs> those who came before them. Um, wow, what a domino effect of crazy fun I'm like, things. I'm so great that you that began. I got over my own shit and fucking posted that photo. And sure, yeah. And he's a you funny actor, and he booked it, and then proposed to his now wife. <laughs> I think that's amazing. That's big. Yeah, that's very exciting. And I mean, yeah, totally. I it's such a weird business to be worried about, or you know, the the idea of worrying about getting cut out of a thing when. You did the work, right? So, like, no matter yeah. of if you're not in the final edit, like, you still were cast, which is a huge win in and of itself. But I understand, you know, like, the, uh-oh, expectations, because all that anybody wants to know is, like, oh, what have I seen you in, and where can I watch it right now? So I get that sentiment. But uh, but that's, I mean, every step of the way, it's a big win, I think. And yeah. you were prepared for it, too, which is, you know, I think so much we can attribute to luck and stuff. But, you know, you have a very specific great skill and you're able to deliver in a short amount of time you know that's stuff that eliminates a lot of people along the way so that's really cool Um, totally but what a what a fun thing you know um have you i guess with with types of stuff like that you know i kind of resonate with the feeling of you know not trying to get your hopes up or trying to be there to work and and sometimes that helps Uh yeah i had a Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I was in the movie uh, or I was cut out of the movie Hancock which is a Will Smith movie which um, 
right, right. The superhero, like anti-superhero yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was supposed to have just this one line. Hey, Hancock, great job. Which, at the time, didn't sound that big or whatever, but the casting director... <laughs> um, oh, my God, I'm blanking right now. Lauren. Lauren Gray. Uh, she was like, no, 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 trust me. I, it's man... Because it's man number two versus man number one. Man oh. number one goes... Man number one goes, look, it's Hancock. And then mm. man number two goes, hey, Hancock, great job. Or yes. good job or something like that. And she's like, trust two. me, it's it's the better line. And you go see the movie and there's this running uh, theme or whatever, which is about um, he, never get, he never affirms people enough or something. And he needs to learn how to say great job or something like mm. that. Like great job is actually a, a part yes. of the movie. And... Um, and, uh, and so the funny thing is, like, I prepared it, and I was like, hey, Hancock, great job. Hey, Hancock, great job. <laughs> wow. Hey, Hancock, great job. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, had, I was, class and I was all the ready. Nice. And then I got on set, and, like, it was fucking huge, and they shut down Hollywood Boulevard, and, oh, I, had my little, and I had my little trailer, and... Not a you know one of the tiny ones, but like no, still had still, my own. Yeah, had my own. not letting you flap in the wind out there in Hollywood Boulevard. They no. got you in a trailer. No. So and uh, and and I wasn't too far from Will's, and Will's was like a freaking mansion on sure, wheels. Sure, sure. And uh, and I get on set, and Peter Berg. I'm a fan of his. I like his work and everything. I'm not happy about this, but uh, I get on set and I'm with all these other people, and this one dude goes to me like. What does he say? Like somehow it comes up, and he's like, "So, uh, what are you doing here?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm one of the actors, uh, and, and uh, I, I have a line, you know." And, uh, and he goes, "Okay, yeah, yeah, I do too. I'm a friend of Peter's. I'm in town from Texas. He he thought it'd be funny for me to be be on set today. Well, nice to meet you, Joe. Okay." Mm-hmm. And we're all standing there, mm-hmm. and Peter comes over, and his uh, let's say his friend's name is Alan. I don't remember. No, that's not a Texan name. What's Pete? Let's say, oh no no, oh. because that's Peter's name. That's a uh, what's a good text? In Peter name? is only friends with other Peters. Um, exactly, they're all Pete's. Anyway, I'm gonna go with my initial. Yeah. Tr- Alan, his name's Alan. Nice. Say. He comes over. Peter walks over to us, and he goes, uh, and he goes, okay, hey everybody, okay, Alan. Uh, all right, so uh, so where's the little girl? Okay, there's the little girl. Okay, so little girl, you know what you're gonna say, right? You're gonna say, hey, it's Hancock. And she's like, yeah, hey, it's Hancock. And, uh, nice, boring and, for uh, it. And Alan, uh, you're going to say, uh, great job, Hancock. Okay. All right, let's do what? this. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't tell me that that was it. And I'm standing there going, <laughs> he just gave my line away. Oh, no. He just, he just gave my line away to his friend. Damn what it, Alan. I, <laughs> fucking Alan. God damn it. Why do you have to come God in from Texas it, and take away? He gave my line to his <laughs> Your friend. damn job. And now I'm just standing here and I don't know what to do. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you go, How, do you say to Peterberg in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard, hey, oh, wait, um, that's my line. <laughs> I'm a professional actor. I've been practicing. Oh. Great job. So, yeah. So, I, yeah. I just, I, and then the thing was. It's traumatizing. Well, and then there was there was supposed to be mm-hmm. a, a second scene, and I was and like it was written into the script, and I was like, oh, well maybe I, 
I still have, you know, I, well, I still have those lines, you know, like that happen, you know, later, like later in that same scene or whatever. Um, and so I was, so, and that's why I was like, I was like, I don't know what to do. What do you do? Do you, do you say to the director, Hey man, you gave him my line. And then before you know it, the like fucking first AD is going, uh, can we, can we, Oh Thank no! You, yeah, not, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, just sign these, and you're good. To go. Yeah, we don't. We're not going to uh-huh. need you today. And I was like, and I still had this like, right. This like hope of this other scene. I was like, well, I, I have the other, the other scene. Never got, never even got shot. Sure, and, sure. And Movies. So I still got residuals, Joe. I still got <laughs> good. Residuals. You should. You deserve it. You deserve that a, and more. I still get that is rough, Sixteen cent checks from him. Good. Yes. I mean, oh, you so need bad. you need to frame those. It's it's all part of it, but um, oh. yeah, you know that's that's the kind of stuff I guess that you know yeah we learn to maybe develop our our skin more to ha- be like oh, you know what it's fine moving on because if you let that get to you right then you wouldn't have done Gilmore Girls <laughs> yeah right then it'd be like all right well can't stick around because who knows what's gonna happen but it is it is sort of like taking each day as it comes so that's it's a good skill I mean do you have any other like types of things that you've learned from those you know this crazy creative type business where it does feel what out do you of mean? control sometimes well you know i guess i mean we you can't have a lack i of, i personally th- mm-hmm. what <laughs> like we have a lack of you know kind of outcomes right in the way that mm-hmm. uh you don't control the final edit or maybe it's just you can build up what you're good at and, and your creative skill as much as you possibly can, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, yeah, that the dreams always follow right away. So yeah, what's you just of... have to self-create. You have to self-create. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really, in my opinion, the only way to, for me, the whole goal is to just get shit out, just to get it out. That's all I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to yeah. improve as, as, an instrument and and i don't mean like like this is my tool or not i'm not tool but this is this is my instrument and trying to still like my commercial that i shot yesterday i'm still i'm not happy with the performance i gave in i'm happy with parts of it and i'm hoping that the between editing and and the graphics because there's going to be some cool graphics involved and stuff like it'll I, i will have pulled off something but as far as personal growth like i learned something yesterday and i need to continue to trust that impulse that is that's my main thing that i'm working on is trusting that impulse not not holding back and hmm. and and as far as like acting as a career i think it's one of, in and and stand up and all of like all of these in all of these lessons together i think create uh, a really beautiful human experience. I think what we learn on stage is tremendous. You know, w- we dive into our truths. We 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 wrestle with them. We we figure out ways to get things out. You know, and and you know, some people go to therapy. I go to therapy too. But like, you know, getting out what you need to get out. I think I think that's what everybody yearns for: self-expression knowing that their their existence matters in this world and as an actor i take great pride in the fact that financially i probably you know i could have probably done better coming out of princeton if i would have pursued investment banking or consulting or one of the other 
paths that were available to me. They were totally available to me. I could be the picture-perfect poster child for any diversity program on Wall Street, but... <laughs> But that didn't that didn't serve me as a human. As a human, I get to stand in a room, freaking you know, two or three feet from somebody and stare into their eyes and and understand how to, mod you know monitor their their behavior and learn how to react. Like Meisner, Meisner is one of my all time favorite acting techniques. You you learn how to reveal yourself, and. Uh, I, I, I'm proud of the things. On, on the bad days, when I when I question myself, I'm like, yeah, but we 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 learn about the human condition for a living. Like that's what we do. Sure. And I I think it's beautiful that we get to be the people who people turn to in their name in their times of crisis. People want to hear comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's that's really inspiring and and reassuring. I think too. Like I have a lot of you know I think there's always the the worry and especially post-college of okay well these people who I typically are my peers you know going on to other careers making more money making more you know definitely more prestigious uh, jobs and uh, institutions that they're part of whether that's like a bank or a, a tech company or something it, it always feels a little bit I think Luckily, maybe in the past year or so, I felt more okay because there obviously is sort of that fire that drives us to do this because it's certainly not other things, right? <laughs> but so there must be something, but like trusting that is hard because it does make me at least rely on trusting myself and my instinct, which is not something that I really have done in the past because I think going through school and, and being like, all right, well, you know, everybody's saying that I got to study for this test, so I guess we're going to do that. And, oh, they said I did well, so great. You know, it's it's easy to kind of pass off that responsibility on other things. So it's inspiring to hear that somebody, you know, who has pursued that is, you know, doing well spiritually and, you know, in looking back that it was a good decision. At this um, moment. At this moment, right, right, <laughs> on the Zoom. In this you, you you happen to be um, interviewing me in the afternoon. <laughs> the afternoon. Oh are, yeah, are they better? That's yeah. That's when the dark voices start to go away. Like morning, oh, morning, mm -hmm. morning's my least favorite time. Ooh. Interesting. Which is why I try to get into the gym or work out or do something sure, like yeah. that as Drive early that as possible, because cool. otherwise I fall further and further into the into the dark hole. <laughs> good, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, sounds like a good way to. Another great reason to probably do exercise, which is a thing I always try to avoid. Um, how about, uh, I mean, that's kind of a good transition into, you know, normally towards the end of the podcast, I like to ask guests about their sort of, you know, mental health tips or things that they do to kind of keep their heads up. And I know it's a specific time, but um, if you have any tips. I'm working on meditating in the mornings. I've started using, what is it? I forget the name of it again. But it's it's a good app. Um, uh, Ten percent. It's it's oh, just a Dan something something. I think so. Yes, yes, it <laughs> good. is. Good, Dan something something. Good. Yeah, Dan something something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been using that, and uh, I've been reading this book called the Buddhist Boot Camp, which Ooh. is fun, and it's just short, good short, you know, short little two-page chapters, and it gives you just different things to think about. And, uh, and then I just write, you know, and write as much as I can. Oh, wow. And I'm, yeah, I'm shooting this video project with my one of my collaborators, Benjamin Byron Davis, right now, which is 
taking up a lot of time. But we're, I think we're getting somewhere. And, and the beauty of art is in a, on a good day, you're, you are getting that stuff out of you. So yeah, yeah. get it out. That's my, that's my piece of advice. Get it out. No matter what you got to do, get it out. Even if it's that hard conversation that you've been avoiding, just get it out. Mm. The truth will set you free. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's just the, the open mics are for too. <laughs> yeah. It's a recurring I'm, theme here. Uh-huh. I think some of my struggles over the past few years are from the fact that I'm not going to open mics as much as I used to. I used to like, ugh, yeah. you know, have half-written thoughts and just get up on stage with them. Like, I, I don't do that as much anymore. There's this thing called Netflix. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, it's hard to leave. I mean, it was hard to leave the house before <laughs> before you couldn't leave the house even. It was very, uh, very quarantine everything, even before. Everything is available now. Everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to, yeah, which is, which is maybe, you know, now that we really can't, at least, I, I mean, Zoom, uh, Zoom open mics. I hear that's even a thing. <laughs> I mean, I've done storytelling. Do uh-huh. oh, I've yeah. done storytelling. Oh, I'm hosting one. Do you do storytelling at all? I have before. I don't know if I'm good at it. <laughs> I'm sure you are. If you can do stand-up, you can do storytelling. If it's, you want to. It's always, oh, okay. What What is your, what is sort of your um, thoughts on story? Because I feel like that's another one where it's sort of very overlapping with poetry and stand-up obviously but it's I mean I think I think I think storytelling is good um it's a good form I mean it's a good form you know I what I like I've I what has gotten better for me as a storyteller is my ability to not be on the page it's fascinating Mm -hmm. watching storytellers just read from the page which can be fine but if I can be here and really talking to you versus here, you know, sure. it's going to be better. It's different. And, and trying to just be more present and understand what my beats are. Um, and, and telling stories over and over again has helped because then you become comfortable and then you can improv a little bit. And I, I told a story recently that like I just had more colors to it and I really liked it. And I was like, oh, I, I want to share this online, but I've already shared this story before. And I don't think anybody w- will appreciate me going, no, 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 but this one's way more nuanced. This is, <laughs> right. this is more grounded, yeah. you know, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I mean, it's storytelling's fun. It's, it's good to get stuff out. I love the fact that my dad has been watching me and my sister do it, and now oh. he wants to do it. And I'm like, my oh. dad! Like, like your mom and her, nice. and her drawings. Yeah, and yeah, it's sort of that that creative flicker that comes out. I would love to see my dad do something like that. I don't know if he will, but we'll see. (laughs) I'll keep you posted. He's got plenty of, yeah, you can think about it and get to put him on your Zoom show. Easy. Do it from home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's, yeah, that's a a good point. I think it's always interesting because storytelling, I, I think initially I was skeptical about not that, particular art form but you know how everybody always says like i like to tell stories as like why they're in hollywood and so you're kind of like okay are you saying that and that's true or is that something that like you know you've learned to say because it's kind of the way to be like passionate about being a movie star or something right um but it is uh like the more that i i think 
meet people and learn about it, uh, it does feel like it's such a just, it, it is like the one thing that threaded throughout human history. And so like, that's why we're naturally drawn to it. And it's like yeah. weird to think of it that way because it's so natural, but you're like, oh, do I like this movie? Because for thousands of years, we've been telling great stories. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's like the the weird uh philosophical yeah. version of that but yeah i mean we identify and hopefully we yeah hopefully we identify and hopefully we yeah grow from it or whatever i i'm one of those people i'm guilty of it when somebody asks so what do you like better film television theater comedy i'm like <laughs> i like it's they're all different they're different mediums and they tell different stories you know mm-hmm. in different ways so you can't you can't compare them. I don't right. think. I, they all have their pros and cons. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. It's definitely like if you are somebody who's been able to enjoy all of them, then it's probably hard to just pick one. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's a reason why they all exist at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's beautiful. Well, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think we're wrapping up. I don't want to take too Do much it! Of time, but. Yeah, any, anything. I guess normally also I ask guests to plug their stuff so people know where to find you. So Pocho Joe. Everything is at Pocho Joe. Pochojoe.com. P-O-C-H-O-J-O-E. And pocho is a term that Mexicans used to use towards Mexican-Americans in a derogatory fashion. They would say, no eres mexicano, eres pocho. You're more American than you are Mexican. And I take it as a term of pride. I believe todos somos pochos. We are all pochos. And so if you grew up putting mayonnaise on your tortilla as a snack, you are a true pocho. So that that's where you'll find me, pochojo.com, and everything is pochojo. Instagram.com slash pochojo, YouTube.com slash pochojo, youporn.com slash pochojo. That's where I'm at. Good branding. Yeah, wasn't mm-hmm. taken yet. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Joe. And have a great day. You're awesome, Kato. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to that episode with Joe Hernandez-Kolsky. Look him up, see what he's up to, you know, do the thing. It was kind of funny thinking about how, like, in my mind, I had a very loose understanding of, oh, okay, so... Like throughout last year, it was like, oh, well, probably, like, next year I'll do that, or next year I'll do that. Like, when that codedly meant, like, when the pandemic is over, but like, I don't, you know, there's literally no, you know, no, the virus doesn't know how to read the solar new year or whatever the fuck. Um, so obviously we're still very much in the pandemic. LA County in particular is very, very surged, which is scary. So, I mean, I mean, it doesn't change my life. I just sit inside all day, but what I'm hoping is, you know, the new year can kind of bring some reflection. So especially when it comes to stay positive, just the, um, just the, you know, the general vibe of this podcast, I think is figuring out, um, what's different about people and having different guests on and talking through hard things in their lives or, attitudes that they have or insights that they have. And I've been very blessed to have such a great group on. So I'm excited that I'm still doing this in the new year. And I think, dare I say, you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there now and quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of podcasts have popped up during the pandemic, but 
proudly this podcast did exist before the pandemic and I feel like uh, only during the pandemic did I even see more listeners come on board. So thank you and please continue to listen. So I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but I feel like I, I don't know, should I? Should, should I? No, I feel like this is the year. <laughs> this is the year where um, I definitely won't, you know? It's just like, why, you know, why would I subject myself to more disappointment, right? Especially last year and then this, it's like, what? Setting goals now? We don't have anything to do. Just like stay alive, right? So... I would encourage you to do the same. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, but I am kind of like warming up to the idea of just like general mindsets, like immeasurable things where you don't really know if you met your goal, but you also didn't really know if you did meet, didn't meet your goal. Uh, it's like very amorphous and you're not really sure, right? I think that's a really good way to go about it because then you're headed in a direction. I kind of like the idea of like, I'm... I'm headed in this direction and there's not really a finish line. So it's just more of like, okay, this year I've just planned to be a little bit more. Oh, well, I would love to not choke on my spit, uh, which is a total challenge for me. I do it all the time. Um, but what I mean is like, okay, what's the direction I'd like to head on, head in. I think I would definitely like to think more in abundance mentality. That just means there's, there's enough for everybody. So um, there's enough opportunity for everybody. So trying to be less about, oh, you know, a piece of the pie has been taken. There's plenty to go around, right? Um, I want to think more about feeling less shame about certain things. Like I know um, when Aiden Park came on the podcast, we talked about laziness. Did that come on? Maybe we didn't record that portion, but there was a part about, oh, oh maybe I talked about it later. Sorry, I don't remember anything. My memory has been very bad in quarantine. Um, but basically the fact that like, I'm kind of ashamed of being lazy sometimes, even if maybe my definition of lazy diff is different. But if I'm like, oh, I didn't get the podcast out. Oh, I'm so lazy, right? That's kind of the word I go to. Or if I sleep in and, you know, it's it's much later when I wake up. I'm like, oh, wow, that really makes me feel like I'm a little bit lazy. Um, and I feel ashamed about that all day. So it's... uh. Something that I, I'm learning is like, oh, or you could just be like, yeah, so what? I'm lazy. That's okay. I got my morning routine done quicker because I had to get it done so I could be on time for that thing, you know, instead of having an hour in the morning, I had 15 minutes. Um, so yeah, those are all directions that I'm heading in of just sort of like, yeah, just maybe do this a little bit more, but I don't have to measure it, you know? So meh, maybe try that. Who knows? Anyway. Thank you for listening and hope you have a great week. Hopefully I will have new episodes at some point, but uh, maybe I'll be lazy about it. Eh? Okay, bye. Stay positive, stay, stay positive. Stay positive with